in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. Welcome back. Ever experienced disturbed sleep, AKA screaming babies. Mom, I have to go potty. Mom, I'm afraid of the dark. That being said, we've all grown used to the wake-ups, which lead to the inevitable puppy eyes, dark circles. Since Stephanie is back, she's our mom goal makeup artist to the stars. Stephanie, please help us out and share your tricks and tips for us tired moms. Oh, I'm so familiar with it all. <laughs> and yes, it's funny as a makeup artist, I joke that all the late nights or partying hard kind of helped me become a mom <laughs> because they're tools and wiping people's faces and making right. sure they're warm. I'm like, oh my gosh, how aligned. You're like, I know how to handle this. I've been yeah. primed. I've been primed for this two-year-old. <laughs> I knew it would come in handy. Yeah. So I'm going to circle back to massage for this because it applies to not only the whole face, but the under eye. When we get dark circles or puffy, cool things are recommended. That's why cucumbers on the eyes at spas works. Cooling will depuff, just like ice cubes, grabbing an ice cube, freezing a mist if you have a mist and putting it in an ice cube tray and just rubbing it over your eyes. If you're generally gonna be in front of people, you feel like you need a little refresh and your eyes to depuff pretty quickly. And also massaging underneath will move those dark circles because those dark parts under the eye are congealed blood, yay. So to break it up, you wanna massage outward and upward and you wanna use your ring fingers because your ring finger applies the least amount of pressure. So you outward and upward, massaging and it's actually going to relax you too which is going to release like that tension that makes you look like angry and tired under your eyes and if you don't want to use your fingers and you feel like a tool would be something that will help you with consistency gua sha's jade rollers things like that i think the biggest part of it is it feels like it's doing something more but it's really just getting you into a habit of massage in a way that is also cooling because the stones you can put it in the fridge keep it cool use it on your face another great tool is facial microcurrent tools which i have one i believe it's new face and has two little metal balls at the end that as you rub them across your face with a gel conductor it tenses those little areas and makes everything wake up in your face. So it's like massage slash 2.0. And it's very relaxing, again, and cooling because of the metal with the, with the gel. I might need a little microcurrent for Mother's Day. <laughs> Mama needs a microcurrent <laughs> in her life. It's Good idea. It's okay. Always, it's always nice. All these little things that all make these us feel good. Things. I love it. Love all the tools. Now, one thing I have trouble with under eyes, I get the dark circles and I've yet to find a concealer that actually helps me look like better. <laughs> 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 sleeping. 
or is like a shade too light or a shade too dark. Yeah. So I've always been an advocate of only using concealer and not covering your whole face in a foundation. So this is a really good one because there is this technique where you can take your concealer under your eye. The closer it is to the waterline, the more mask-like you make it, but you need to break it down. So I recommend using fingers, again, ring finger to apply because there's oils in our fingers. So it helps break the product down. So you're not left with this like super thick mask like under your eyes. And I recommend a concealer that is the same shade as your foundation if you do use foundation. So if you have hooded eyes like me, the best thing that you can do with your concealer to wake yourself up when you are tired, because it kind of makes me look even more tired usually, is to dab some on the outer corner of your eye, just where your eye would seemingly come downward because it will lift up that corner with a dab of your concealer. And then if you're working it from like the inner corner of the eye to the outer corner, you also wanna take it down to the corner of your nose and work it outwards. Now, if your concealer is appropriately matched to your skin, which I always say, if you're picking this yourself, go off the color of the skin on your chest. That will most appropriately match. So you're not going too light where you look like you've been whitewashed only in one area. That will also end up enhancing any redness or anything if you go too light. So working it outwards, you're getting what you need. You're waking your face up, but you're not having to put a whole mask on and cover your entire face in foundation. I love all these tips. I'm literally making mental notes, jotting them down because I need to use these tips ASAP. Tune in next week because Stephanie is going to talk about the importance of knowing what's in your products. We'll see you next time. Hi, Mom Goals. Welcome back. We're talking five minutes of finance again with Raquel and I. And this week we're going to talk about comparisons. Now, we've touched on this before in Mom Goal, but right now we just want to hit home on those financial comparisons and when they start happening for our kids. Okay, so Colton is in first grade now, but he's going to second grade and he's seven, going to be eight. He's starting to notice things a little bit, but I just don't know like what to do, when to have those conversations. So Raquel, do you have any insight on this? Yeah, so actually Dr. G, my therapist years ago, called me out, was like, I was talking about something. She's like, so you're jealous. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, She's like, no, just, it's okay. You can just say it. And she said that jealousy and financial comparison starts around that nine, 10 year old age. So she asked me, what age did you start comparing yourself financially to others? And I said, I think around like fourth grade. Well, and that she's like, right. Yeah. You start to People notice things and yes. So she's like, yep, that's when it is. And so if you think back to your fourth grade self, I feel like around that time I started being like, oh, their house is like gigantic. Like that's way bigger than my house. I want a big house. Like the neighborhood, like the Richie neighborhood was like Timber Lake. And so anybody who lived in there was like, they were like the rich people. But that's when it started computing to me as like, 
oh, I'm not rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know we're not poor, but we ain't got all that money. So right, yeah, right. it's interesting as kids what you start to recognize and when. What about for you? What age did it start for you? I think it was around the same. I think it was more of like material things, like the girls would have fancy purses, like just those type of things. And that's, it was more material things for me versus houses and stuff. But yeah, you would just start to notice like, oh, they have a cute bag or they have this or they have, you yeah. know, yeah. With this. And then it's like, oh, that's cool. They have a whole new wardrobe. Can I get a new wardrobe? And yeah. But I'm yeah. so, God, I'm so thankful for my parents. They did such a good job with us. And I feel humbled. They took really good care of us. And I felt like it helped a lot. But now I'm at the place where like, what do I say to my boys? How do I answer them when they ask like, oh, that's like huge or that's big. I mean, I always say like big and small, doesn't matter, you know? Right. Love them all. <laughs> right, love them all. No, it's tough. I feel like right now where I'm trying to fend off friend birthdays as long as I can, you know? And like, well, this person had a birthday at the bounce place. And I'm just like, crazy. well, it's crazy. And even Valentine's Day, I thought I did good supply chain, okay? Not a big selection this Valentine's Day, but at Meyer, I was like, oh, there's a little squishy guy. He's like a heart. And I thought they would love that. Like, oh, a card and a squishy guy. Because back in my day, you just gave cards and that was like it. I mean, the ante has been upped. They came home with personalized minted notes with like, just oh, oh with toys and poppums and yeah. and i'm like i did not get this memo and so <laughs> i was like but, but what about the stretchy guy like didn't people like yeah. the stretchy guy rin's like womp womp mom she literally told me womp, womp. and i go well guess what he's not good anymore <laughs> yeah i go guess what because she goes well next time i go no next time i'm not going out and getting all these toys okay you give cards on valentine's day so I think it's up to us to level set, keep yeah. them real, keep them grounded, but keep ourselves grounded and not feel like we have to play into it. And guess what? It's no shade. I mean, if that's your thing and you enjoy it and you have time, then great. I don't. So I just am level setting with Rin. It ain't gonna happen. So be happy you even got the dang Swishky guy. Okay, don't tell me why. Right, right. Right? So I do think in that comparison, it's just keeping them real. I always say, you're a Kelly. Well, you're a Kelly and we do things differently. Yeah. And I don't really care how others do it. So yeah, I think we just gotta keep them real from a very young age. Agreed. We'll stick around next week because we are going to talk about adventure funds. Bye guys. Bye. Mommy. Mommy. <sighs> Welcome back. It's time for five minutes of emotions. And joining us again is Caitlin Sule, licensed therapist and author of A Little Less of a Hot Mess. I love that title. Last week, Caitlin helped us go beyond self-care. And this week, she's going to help us rewrite our story. Okay, Caitlin, what is the first thing we need to do to rewrite our story? Yes, I mean, there's so much there, right? Whenever I tell people that, they're like, okay, yeah, but where do I start, right? There are so many things that we tell ourselves that no longer service or are helpful to us. So the first thing is in recognizing that we all have things that we tell ourselves that are completely unhelpful and that may have served us in the past, but don't serve us anymore. And those are things like, I have to do it all to be worthy, right? Or in motherhood, I have to be 
there for every milestone of my child or else I'm a bad mom or I have to somehow balance work and my kids life and being a mom perfectly or else they're going to be screwed up for, for life whatever it is right we all have these things that we believe when it comes to our role as moms and so where we start is recognizing that we have those and then I ask people to think about the one that kind of like comes up the most the one that you really feel like you hear on repeat in your brain. And maybe that is that thought of like, I have to be the one to do it all and be it all. And I want you to write that thought down. And then from there, I want you to think about how you can shift or change that belief to something that's more helpful and something that's gonna serve you in being not only a better mom, but also beyond mom, right? A better person to yourself and to the other people in your life. And so we really wanna challenge that belief by finding the evidence against that being true. So almost like you get to be your own lawyer here. Like, okay, well, let's think about, is that really true? Oh no, you know, it's not true that I need to be the one and do it all because actually my partner's really capable. It's really good for kids to learn from other adults besides mom. It's really good for kids to see me being human and me having roles beyond motherhood. So those are the ways that we start to challenge the belief. And then we get to rewrite the belief to something that's more, not like a Pollyanna positive belief, everything's great, but something that's more balanced and true. That might sound like, I really value being there for the important things in my kid's life, but I'm also a human and I can't do it all. No, that makes so much sense. And we've been in such uncharted times and some days I know Chris and I both, it's like, you feel like you're drowning and it is like, Oh God, I've gotten through the day. All right. Now I got to pick them up. Where do they got to go? And you're just so exhausted. I know for me, I'm like, I don't feel like doing your homework tonight. It can wait. We don't need to read the reading books tonight. Like mom's just tired. I have no energy, you know, and I'm starting to not feel bad about that and be like, you'll get to it tomorrow. You can read two books tomorrow when you feel more human, you know, but sometimes you're just like, I cannot. And I don't want to yell at them. I don't want to take my tiredness and frustration out on them because that's what happens. I feel when I try to push myself too far. What about you, Kristen? Yeah, same thing here. And then sometimes I I automatically take too much on because I feel like, oh, if I don't do it right now, then it's not going to get done. But really, that's not the case. I don't need to like rush to get things done. I just need to ask for help too. And it's okay to ask for help. So I think for me, it's just being more like, it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to take it on all yourself. You don't have to do it all yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'm hearing from both of you, which I love, is that grace and compassion. So extending that grace to yourself and to your children. And I think that's a big learning, maybe even a silver lining of the pandemic, is that we've learned that we put urgency around things that aren't like life and death. And that if our kid is actually not like emotionally doing well, but we have to get their homework done that night, like maybe that doesn't serve them well. And also doesn't serve us well to think that we're a bad mom because we didn't force them to do it, right? And so... I think there's just so much self-compassion and grace that we can learn to extend to ourselves when we start to step into this, this kind of way of thinking and being. Yes, totally, totally. This is just what us moms needed right now. And stick around next week because we are going to restore, that is the second R, correct? Restore our sense of self. And so be sure to pick up Caitlin's book at Amazon and wherever books are sold and visit wellnotsforher.com to download your free chapter of A Little Less of a Hot Mess. You're helping us do that. So thank you, Caitlin. We'll see you next week. All right, mom goals. That's all the time we have. 
Thanks for listening. Want more MomGoal? Follow us on Instagram at MomGoal. And don't forget to leave us a review.